Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We got a treat for you today on the podcast. I got myself joined by my wife. Hello. We're going to do this one together and talk about raising a godly family, the importance of godly family in the world that we live in today. You know, as we get closer to the end, especially this last couple weeks and everything that's going on, it's like you you begin to see the book of Revelation play out before your eyes. You know, since March, it's kind of felt surreal at times. Like, I can't believe there's no toilet paper in the stores. I can't believe we're buying canned goods. I can't believe that I'm not allowed to go to work and they're making me wear a mask. And in Italy, if you walk outside your house, you get arrested. It's like, felt like the world turned upside down, you know, and you can begin to feel that way. And and many uh, young people, I've heard express the thing of like, man, the Lord's coming back soon. Kind of what's the point? But there's a scripture that talks about occupy till I come. And so for us, um, as people of God, no matter where you find yourself in your life, whether you're uh, 14, whether you're 24, whether you're uh, 84, there's there's something that God intends for you to do. And the Bible actually talks about um, what God wants to find when he comes back. Number one is faith. The Bible says, will he find faith when he returns? So uh, us engaged in our faith. You don't Living in a cabin somewhere in the mountains waiting for the Lord to return is not a stance of faith. That's a stance of retreat. And so your desire should be, all right, let's just let's pick a day, um, even though the Bible says not to do this. So let's just pretend that, that there was a day coming in the year 2042, in December of 2042, that, uh, uh, that the Lord is going to come back. Let's just use that, that, uh, that date. Y- you would want to be engaged, going hard for the Lord, doing 100% for the Lord um, on the day that he comes back because you don't want him to find you sleeping and partying and whatever, what, whatever it is. So, so for us, there's actually a commission to continue in what God's called us to do. Yeah, we always have to live ready. So, I mean, part of living ready is that, you know, obviously we don't retreat. We don't go and, you know, find a cabin out in the in the mountains and uh, and then just wait for Jesus to come back. You know, like he's given us a job to do on this earth. And then, you know, you see how the, the Antichrist system is that it's trying to tear apart the family. It's trying to weaken the family. And anything that has anything to do with family, gender roles, um, to totally confuse and pervert everything that God has established on this earth, because obviously it's anti-God, it's anti-Christ. So, um, and, you know, and you just, as the, as we're getting closer and closer to um, the return of, of Christ, we're seeing the, um, you know, it's like it's, the devil's just manifesting. You're seeing it so clearly um, how opposite, how these people oppose God so obviously, and I mean, now more than ever. And so, you know, we, we as believers you know, how can we oppose that system that they're bringing is that, you know, we can raise a godly family, that we can have a godly marriage with gender roles the way that God intended them to be and, um, and, and to, you know, raise up children that are not confused, but that have a foundation of the truth in the word of God, not the truth based on um, what 2021 has to offer, you know, the truth based on, you know, the what the Bible has to offer and what that, you know, the act actual real truth. So, um, you know, something that I think for women is such a foundational 
um, truth is, you know, basically the, the home gets attacked in two different ways. It comes, you know, through the side of the woman with like the feminist values that came in and tries to make, you know, take the woman out of the home, say you need to be a breadwinner too. Um, you know, you don't, you don't need to be stuck in the house cooking and cleaning, you know, that that's a less than lifestyle. <laughs> you, you need to, you know, be out in the workforce. And I mean, even the way that the country has structured things like financially, a lot of women actually have to work in order to make ends meet. And so, you know, this has been something that's been um, you know, brought out for the last 50 years, because before that, a lot of women, you know, it was very normal and acceptable to be a housewife and a mother and raise kids. But anyhow, you know, there's this this whole like feminism movement that says like, you know, the woman is equal to the man and that, you know, a husband and wife are like two heads of the same house. And, you know, biblically, that just does not work. And you'll never see a functioning family that works that way. And that's why you see the divorce rate is so high in the church and outside of the church. But there's like a root of rebellion in a lot of women because of the way that they've been raised with this whole idea that there's like these feminist values that they're supposed to hold to or you're not a true woman. And the Bible actually talks about this way back in the beginning in Genesis 3, verse 16. The second half of the verse says, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And so that was part of the curse that came in because of the fall of man, because of sin entering the world. So the the power struggle started way, 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 way before 2021 um, and way before any feminist movement. It was, it was when sin entered the world and rebellion came into the heart of the woman that would want to control her husband. When God set it up that a marriage that's functioning has a man that is in charge and, and you know, I'm not going to get into too much detail with that because obviously I'll let my husband speak to the male side of the, the male ro- um, role in the in the marriage that's also been attacked huge, you know, in the last, you know, 50 years. But, um, but if we're going to get our country back, if we're going to get um, our, the church, you know, back to a place of strength and power and a place where, um, you know, we can stand up when we see false things and we see lies, we're not looking at it and and just accepting every wind and every wave that comes at us, but we can say, no, you know what? That's not in the word of God. That might be something um, current that people are talking about. And that might be something that um, people are bringing to the table. Like this is acceptable and this is normal, but no, if it's not in the word of God, then it's not what I'm going to accept as the truth, you know, for myself and for my family. So I'm going to let my husband talk a little bit about the other side, the, the man's role. Yeah. You know, as a, uh, a new husband, there was this, um, uh, when I got married, there was this feeling that, that uh, came over me, uh, the one that I was just sitting and thinking, and I thought to myself, um, I thought about the, the possibility that someone would one day try to hurt my wife or try to hurt Krista. And it's like this feeling came over me. Now, I've been raised by my mom, uh, sing, uh, single mom. My dad died when I was three. Most of you know my story. Uh, my mom did have a, did have a a bit of a, uh, she's, she's feisty for sure. But this feeling came over me where uh, I thought to myself, if someone tried to hurt my wife, I'll rip their arms off and I'll beat them to death with their own arms. And then for a second, I was like, that's why? That's nuts. And then I thought to myself, I'm actually okay with that. And, <laughs> and, and there's, there is something. And then even now with, with Luke, there was this feeling of like, if someone ever tried to hurt my <laughs> ever try to hurt my child, 
God puts that on the inside of you. You know, culture tries to take that out of you. Oh, toxic masculinity and take that out of you. There's you need masculinity because there's wars. You know, the women aren't supposed to go to the go to wars. You know, it's like you you need that fight. So as a, a leader towards God, as a man towards God, your heart needs to be sensitive to the things of the Spirit of God, and you need to to hear the 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 Lord's voice and have an intimate relationship with the Lord. But then when it comes to other things, when it comes to your family, when it comes to the enemy, there, there's no sensitivity. There's no there there's if you mess with them, I will I will ruin your life. There, there's a, there has to come a fight, and God puts that on the inside of men, and God wants to draw that out because it takes a fight to lead in a world like this where people come and people, oh, I don't like the way you did this, and when you said this, that hurt. Yeah. No, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm doing this and standing up for the gospel. You know, the Bible is full of fighters, people who, and I'm not saying you're, you're a violent person and you're an abusive person. I'm talking about someone who stands up for what's right, someone who stands up and defends their family, who does, it, you'll never side with someone else over your wife. You'll always fight for your wife. Someone says something, uh, uh, you hear someone say something about your, uh, your wife, and, you, and you'll defend her to the death, right? It's like, you, I'm, I'm a man. And that's, I think, what's a lot of times is lacking is just men who are men. You know, they, they get overly spiritual, and they've got the side of being sensitive to the Spirit of God. But then they're like, not manly. You need a man who can be a man. And then you also need a man who can love his wife. The Bible says, and this is love, uh, in First John 4, it says, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And, and I would read that scripture, and I, it never really clicked with me on how, what that meant. What is God saying? God saying, my love to him is not love. His love to me is love. But then I realized that, that God loves us first, and our love f- follows. So as children of God, the love that we use to love God is actually the love that he loves us with. And so it's the same as in a marriage. The love that Krista uses to love me is the love that I love her with. So if I, if I feel like she's not giving me enough love, then I need to stop and say, uh, I need to turn on, I need to pour. I need to begin to pour more than I'm pouring. And, you know, the, the, one of the things that's helped me is the Lord always just made me realize there's, there's two sides. It takes two to tango, right? But, but there's always one person can do their side 100%. And so for Krista, if, if I feel like she's acting funny towards me, it's my job to, to crank it up to where if I'm standing before the Lord, ultimately when I stand before the Lord, and I want, him to, I want to hear him say, as far as your marriage, well done, good and faithful servant. And so that's my part is to love her, give her my best, go first. I'm not waiting for her to do something before. I, I, I'm, I'm the one who's, who's, who's moving ahead and then she can respond to that love. In Ephesians 5, it talks about marriage. This is kind of like one of the most common places where people, um, you know, it's in every um, wedding sermon, but it says, um, the first part says something about women. I don't, I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but women submit yourselves to your husband as you submit yourself to the Lord. And if you think about that, I mean, that's a that's a pretty strong statement. If I'm going to submit to my husband the same way I submit to God, 
um, you know, that's that's a pretty serious commitment to make. So, you know, this is just something to uh, speak to any woman that wants to be married. If you, you know, have somebody that you've looked at and, you, and, you, and, you're, and you're wondering, is this person somebody that I should spend my life with? Well, do you want to submit yourself to them the same way that you submit yourself to the Lord? And do you believe that they will lead you? Do you believe they have it in them to to uh, to lead you the the right way, and that they're um, you know gonna fulfill the call of God on their life, so that you can join them in that and fulfill that as well? You know, that's one of the number one things I'll ask somebody if they want to get into a relationship with someone. I'm like, do you like, do you want them to be your leader? Like, do you want to follow every step that they take? Or do you think like you'll get into this relationship with them and then you'll kind of take the role um, of leader and you'll take the lead? And I think a lot of young women, they don't see anything wrong with that because of the way our culture has led us to believe that like the woman really does lead the household. The man is just a bumbling idiot. You know, every single show that we grew up watching, you know, had that, that basically that same thing. You know, it's like everyone knows who's really the boss here. And, um, you know, it's totally backwards to the way God intended it. And so the reason why we're bringing this strongly, you know, in right now is because when you see the the biblical the well gender roles get challenged when you see the biblical um, the family get challenged um, you as a believer cannot just sit by and just act like well whatever this is the time we live in that's just you know this that's just normal and acceptable and we just have to be kind to other people that are so different from us no like you actually have to go against that because it's not the truth and it's a destructive thing it's an antichrist thing that comes in to destroy um, not only just people's lives, but it'll destroy a nation because when you don't have strong families, when you don't have strong marriages, what do you really have to work with? You know, if you looked at the the worst parts of America and you said, well, what if we, mo- what if every single part of America was like this, where there is no father in any home, where where there's you know multiple children with with multiple different fathers and nobody has anybody raising them and no and no kid has any um, you know discipline and everybody's just running wild. Well, what would a whole nation of that look like? You know, that's the devil's plan for a nation is to destroy the family unit. And God's plan is that the biblical family unit would come into play and that we would be able to strengthen. We would be able to actually rise up and strengthen and occupy until Jesus comes back. So I want to challenge you, you know, if you're a young person and you say, I want to be married one day, or, you know, maybe you're newly married and you're like, man, there's some things that like I need to change or I need to, I need to do my, my part better, you know, as a wife or as a husband, um, you know, begin to look at that as something that you're doing unto the Lord and something that you're doing as a fight, you know, to, um, you know, to, to bring our country back to where it should be and to, to strengthen the church of Jesus Christ, you know, the church is lacking, you know, marriages. If the divorce rate is the same in the church and out of the church, we have the same problem everywhere. And it's that people don't understand their roles in marriage and that it's not been talked about enough or it's not been preached about or it's not been, um, people haven't learned from, you know, from the last generation. It's it's that they're learning from, you know, television and, and movies and TV and, and they're getting their, that's where they're getting their, um, their information. And that's where they're, that's where they're taking their cues from. So 
And I believe that, you know, God has set it up that, you know, we'll have somebody that we can look to. And if not, if we don't have a mother mother or a father or a family figure or somebody that we can look to, the Holy Spirit will guide you. The whole, you know, ask the Holy Spirit, how do I be the wife that you want me to be? How do I be the husband that you want me to be? And he will always direct you and always guide you. So you can't look at the circumstance that you're in and say, well, I was raised this way. So this is how I act, you know, and this is just me. No, you can, you can totally turn it around. And you can totally be the person that God's called you to be and do it, um, you know, and, and you'll see, you know, what, what will be a result of it is that you'll, you'll, you're the next generation that comes after you is going to be so strong, is going to be so um, rooted in the things of God and is going to, is going to be so much farther ahead of where you were. And so you get to, you get to be a part of that. So we went a little long on this one, but um, it's an important one. And, um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say when you're when you're running for the Lord, the Lord will will put you at the right person at the right time, and as long as you're sold out to do what God has called you to do, the best way as future ministers and as people of God that you can prepare for the future and your spouse is to do what God's called you to do, because then you're going to find the person doing what God's called them to do, and the Lord's going to hook you up, and it's going to multiply. One puts a thousand to flight, two put ten thousand to flight. So. Focus on what God's got in front of you now. Run full steam ahead yes. and, and, and let God take care of the details of the way. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon.